0: Listening to the Southern You Podcast brought to you by Darton Archery on the okist Podcast Network with your host Taylor McMurtry, Jeremy Ferguson, and Matt Brock. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Southern You Podcast. Uh we are still here at uh, Nashville at uh NWTF convention. Um we are pretty excited about being here too. I'd never been. Uh, some of you guys, yeah, Matt had not been here. So uh we're excited to be here and uh as I should always say, we're joined by Guys Bring I it on. Did, I didn't say it. Dude. But I'm about to. The A L Deer Legend. Listen, in <laughs> all honesty, Ryan. y'all got to cut that out. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we yes, don't you and do. we're Yes not. you do uh um, and uh don't also, fall it don't don't fall i'm not i'm not gonna de-
1: the, derail this conversation
0: yes about. the uh, <laughs> uh he's one uh biologist of the group the other resident biologist uh, uh, jeremy ferguson of wildlife consulting services slash Tutland slash whatever else we'll throw at him i take it all yeah let's say he's been called worse. And uh, our guest this evening is Mr. Paul Campbell. Man, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, he also, I mean, it's kind of cool for us because we've not had a chance to collaborate with anybody else on uh, the network. So here we are, man. Yeah, here mm-hmm. we we're we're are just breaking down walls. So That's it. yeah. So
1: yeah. Um, and so two two biologists. And what is your?
0: I'm just a guy. I'm a marketing a guy. Guys, okay. But 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 <laughs> mainly just so a redneck, just an we'll,
1: Alabama redneck. We'll set the for your listeners. We'll set the stage also paul not a biologist there you go so, so. this is so two, the, on, it's two. It's two this on two is the, yeah. this two is on like two. only
0: this well other than the Allen's episode this would be the only yeah. time that i'm not outnumbered there you um, go so, yeah. yeah game on that's right um and so if you guys don't know uh not only does uh does paul have the turkey season podcast on the OKS podcast network but he's also the director it's the executive director of director director of development for okay the, director for the of central
1: east part of the u.s for the national Turkey federation yes,
0: yes. so uh it's nwtf week we want to talk some turkeys yeah. uh, we've just gotten through deer season here alabama finally closed up for what seemed to be the longest deer Lord. season ever yeah. we can all kind of breathe a sigh of relief and um and like we've said before we keep saying this over and over again but this is not a hunting podcast uh, it's called southern you because we are trying to provide education for all things related to southeastern land land management real estate uh, farmland timber all that kind of stuff so it encompasses a lot of things it touches hunting and it touches conservation it touches a lot of things so um and one of those obviously if you're here and you get a chance to snag paul you 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 do that if you can. So we want to talk turkeys. I don't think we can uh don't think we could have timed that out a little any better. So uh Paul, thanks for hanging out, man. No, it's, thank you guys. You thanks for the opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And um just so you know, guys, we uh earlier today we had a really great episode uh with Ernie Power of Tethered. Hopefully uh you guys have had a chance to listen to that. Um but uh same location here. We were hoping to have done the shows uh, actually in from the booth um it just was not going to happen um i'm not sure who what the brand name is but we had a, a manufacturer of turkey calls and duck calls and whatever else right next to us, and it just couldn't, no go. And it lie, was no-go. quite Non-stop. loud, stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so now uh, we
1: have some – Was sm- that Prince some playing in the background? Yeah, some <laughs> smooth <laughs> jazz. Or some it's, a good, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, I heard Michael Jackson a few minutes ago. <laughs> the, the kickoff party downstairs is the 80s. Oh, 80s. nice. Uh, 80s all right. So okay. They're, they're so that, okay. They embracing it. That's why that it. guy
0: had that on there. That we, is. That's we got, we got behind someone there. on the bridge up okay. there and was like – I don't know about that that suit yeah. you got on there, man. It's like bright yellow yeah. and top hat here. Okay, that nice. makes a lot of sense yeah. now. Nice. Right. nice. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, um, but yeah. So we're, we're obviously excited to be here, and um, we're going to jump right into uh, the way that this works. I don't like I don't think I've ever said this actually from the like podcast or whatever, but uh you guys have listened for a while you know we have a rhythm where we just kind of ask a few questions and then those questions get answered and then we kind of cut things off um that stems from a college professor that i had uh it was probably one of the strangest classes i've ever had but was one of my favorite classes i've ever taken at any level of academia and so it was just uh he had he was a uh, professor of behavior analysis and um We never once talked about the textbook, ever. We never once read anything from it in class, whatever. He said, if you want to learn this stuff, you will read it, you will study it on your own. What we're going to talk about in this class is real-world issues. And the way it works is the class gets to ask me five questions, and I'll answer them. And then I get to ask the class five questions, and I'll answer them, and then we go home. And so I just loved that. I love that format, and it was always very engaging and stuff. So that's kind of how did this Did you works. read the book? We did. Okay. Yeah, because also, sidebar there, <laughs> that class, uh, every day you had a class, and the next day was a lab. You would mm-hmm. alternate back and forth. Well, lab day consisted of training a pigeon to pick a light or a little button, and you had to train it on various schedules, and that was how you – Prove that you could shape behavior stuff. So hmm. uh, I've got a psych degree, so I definitely don't belong here. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I, <laughs> how I found myself here. So, but, um, but anyways, yeah, so you had to read up on the textbook or you just you, you couldn't pass, you know. And this guy was, he was very stern, very like uh, class starts at whatever, 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, I lock the door and no one hmm. comes in after it. And he did that for about two weeks. And then he said, have you guys noticed anything? We're like, no, what do you mean? He's like, I haven't locked that door in three weeks, but yet nobody's late. Mm-hmm. Like that's behavior now, that's shaping mm-hmm. behavior, you know, like, oh crap, you know, <laughs> 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 he's doing it to us. <laughs> so anyways, that that's kind of how the the flow of this works. And uh, so I got five questions for you. Is right, that cool, long. man? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. So the first one, I was just kind of getting an intro, just background for, you know, which I, we've talked about this a little bit earlier, but. How would you end up at NWTF, man? How does, how did, does somebody end up in that role, and, and what does that consist of? You know, how long you've been here, all that kind of good yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I started uh, as a full-time employee in January of 2022. Cool. So I'm going into my, into my third year. Um, okay. I've been a member of this organization since 2007. And so in uh, November of 2021, I was on the website. I was looking for, for a new hat. And I saw like a little red button that said now hiring and you know, it's just out of curiosity, I clicked on that button. I wanted to see what, you know, kind of jobs the NWTF was hiring for. And so there was, there was the job that I have now was on there. It said that it was remote, but it had to be in one of these like nine states. Right. And I'm in, I'm in one of the nine states. I read the, read the description and, and so my, my background, I was a, a golf course superintendent for, for 15 years. So my only qualifications for this job is that I like to hunt turkeys. Right. And so I, 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 I submitted my resume and, and I just wrote a really impassioned cover letter about what you know, the wild turkey means to me personally, you know, what the organization means to me and uh, just kind of you know, like my mentality, you know, about turkeys and, and, and turkey conservation. And so it gener- generated um, an interview down in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh they offered me the job shortly after that and, and man, I'm just I'm just honored to, to to be here. So trying to find a hat with one of the old logos is how is how I got my job. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Yeah.
0: And and you said uh, kind of director of development. What yeah. I mean, what does that look
1: like or what's your I guess maybe like a, yeah. a day in the life or something. So I work I work with the with the major donors to the to the National Turkey Federation. So um, anyone that's <laughs> that's donated or accumulated giving lifetime giving of five thousand dollars or more uh, is considered a major donor so so we you know as a as a team we go out and and we work with folks that are philanthropic in nature that understand what it takes to you know to kind of move the needle in the world of wildlife conservation and and generate funds to to help you know the dollars in the dirt right uh, you know this mission is two parts so it's the conservation of wild turkey the preservation of our hunting heritage mm-hmm. so you know the money that that the members and the volunteers give is how we you know, you talk, you talk impact you know, the the wild turkey and other species, and help our agency partners mm-hmm. uh, fund fund conservation projects or or outreach projects, whatever whatever it may be. So my role is to we we have a, we have a joke that that this is Southern U podcast, so it might, I say you know it works better above the Mason Dixon line or below. Is is we're professional beggars. If I say that joke <laughs> in like New England, people are like, yeah. I say it in Alabama, people are like, ah yeah, I get it. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's it, man. We, we we raise money for for the mission. So cool, that's awesome, man. And so um,
0: I guess within that, is there like I guess is it um, like other organizations where you've got chapters or yeah. uh, that that kind of thing? So you just kind of like relying
1: on these these different chapters 100 yeah yeah the 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 heart and soul of this organization is the volunteers it's the members you know the the this organization was started on you know the 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 hard work of of just like grassroots people man Mm -hmm. like pulling up your bootstraps they saw a need okay how do we fill that need how how do we raise the money to do it and it's through chapter events it's through banquet events it's through major donors it's through corporate sponsorships whatever whatever it may be but this is you know the we're here because of the wild turkey but it's, this is a very uh you know family oriented you know personal group of people that, that, that care about the the wild turkey yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. man um well you know we have
0: a, a series of content that we call the 101 and kind of yeah. go along with that you know uh, education theme and this could uh fall into that category but um you said that you kinda got the job and your only qualification was I love to hunt turkeys. Yeah. Right? Well, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> so, um so I'm gonna ask you the next question, to kinda switching to a different role. Um, because we again we're we're trying our best to offer up as much free education as we, we can yeah. to people and to people who may have not you know, have no exposure to the sport and um, they may watch something on YouTube and go, God, it looks fun. I'd like to get into that, but don't really know where to start. Yeah. So, um, I guess kind of switching gears a little bit. The second question is, um, if you're talking to a new hunter, you know, someone who may has very limited exposure or, or none at all. Um, what would you say the average person needs, uh, to be a successful turkey hunter? And this does not, we'll talk gear in a minute. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like from a, you know, philosophy or, a, or, uh, a, mental standpoint
1: what does you know what does somebody yeah that's yes that's a great question
0: the southern new podcast is brought to you by first south farm credit if you were looking to purchase land it's highly likely that financing will be needed the team at first south farm credit understands the ins and outs of the land buying process and can help you get the financing needed to secure your purchase whether you were looking for that dream cattle farm or that big piece of timber to chase deer and turkey on, First South Farm Credit can get it done. For more information, visit firstsouthfarmcredit.com. That's first, F-I-R-S-T, South, S-O-U-T-H, Farm, F-A-R-M, Credit, C-R-E-D-I-T. dot com.
1: I like that. The first thing that comes to my mind is like, a, you know, a, a willingness to fail miserably for a couple mm-hmm. of years. <laughs> yeah, right. and 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 the and, and the ability to take that failure mm-hmm. and, and turn it into experience, you know, to become like just a proficient turkey hunter. Mm-hmm. And then when you think you've done that, you're going to realize that like you're not even close. Absolutely. And that's something that that, that learns. But I think I think that um, for the no- you know, for the for the novice turkey hunter, is to is to be an. To be to embrace the failure, and and to enjoy the process and enjoy the experience because mm-hmm. it's going to happen. You're going to look dumb way more than you look hey, like a turkey hunter. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah.
2: And some of your friends will help you look dumb too. That's it, man. Don't That's get absolutely started. started.
1: Yeah, don't even. I, li- I like the I like the back and forth we got going here. I'm into this. So <laughs> I'm gonna get them all fired hey, up. Have
2: point. you ever had anybody <laughs> that you're hunting with just get up and run a goblin bird off?
3: You doing man, really? You no. did that? <laughs> no, it was not like that. That's, no, Bills that, that's his perspective. <laughs> that is his perspective. And I mean, did you get up? I did get he up. Did up. the turkey run up? It ran off? It ran off, yeah. Okay. There's no perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perception is reality. Yeah. Whatever. It's, you mean, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. I got you, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I mean that's funny. I think we could probably go around the room on just kind of boneheaded stuff we've done, especially Uh early on. Oh yeah, look
3: if you're not learning every time you go to the turkey woods, then you're just not paying attention, and you're not a good student because Mm, you're you're going to learn. And like he was saying, you've got to be willing to learn from those mistakes because you're going to make them often, especially for new hunters. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you're, if you're,
2: like you said, if you're somebody that can't deal with failure you're not going to be a, a long-lived turkey hunter. No. I mean, you're, you're going to put it down.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right, man. And it's, you know, when I, when I first started started turkey hunting, it was it about oh, three years without killing a turkey. Mm-hmm. I know what I was doing. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have, you know, I had a friend that had turkey hunted literally one time mm-hmm. before me. And that was the you learn you learn by experience you learn by failure you learn by you know asking questions you know and hopefully people give you answers mm-hmm. so especially when I started turkey hunting like there you know YouTube was around but it wasn't right you know it wasn't YouTube university like it is now you know there right. wasn't a ton of podcasts and you know it's so it's that evolution's pretty neat too so mm-hmm. yeah for sure i mean i think i'm
0: not nearly the accomplished turkey hunter that anybody in this room is um but what success I've had has come from a lot of failure and mm-hmm. a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird. Cause my thing is, is bow hunting. I really enjoy slinging arrows at anything, any season, whatever I'm up for it. Um, and so I kind of equate it to the same thing. It's like 90% of the time. It's just, it's just a source of frustration, you know, but when it finally happens, when it finally clicks, it's like, oh man yeah. there's just no like better euphoric yes. feeling yeah. of that, like making it happen you know we really
2: need to wreck your world and just get you out there trying to kill a turkey with a bow. we do oh we I, really do
0: so uh funny story i've never uh so in tennessee actually there is um i don't know if it still is or not but years ago uh you had a non-gender specific you know or either sex tag that you could use during archery deer season and uh opening day of deer season in a little place called hohenwald tennessee Mm -hmm. um i i shot a hen with my bow and it was it's the funniest story y'all like i (laughs) i I don't don't want to take up too much time but um it was pouring rain that morning and so there was no like getting in a tree stand or anything to hunt um but i was just determined I, i had not killed an animal with you know, a, a game animal, I should say, um, with with a bow. Yet, I was just you know, just wanting to make it happen so bad. So there's p- this particular property where hunting has a, a really big food plot. I, I wouldn't even begin to imagine how how long this plot is, but they have a, a had built a shooting house on the ground, um, and so I just decided I was going to go sit in that. And just, you know, hey, maybe something comes out here in this food plot when it's raining or something, or a turkey, you know, probably not. But maybe they, you know, they'll come out in the fields when it rains. So I'm sitting there with a stepdad, and uh, he goes, hey, look, belly's making all kinds of noises. I got to go to the bathroom. Mm. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. So he And we have walkie-talkies, and he said, I'm going to go back uh, up. Anyway, it's walking distance from the actual house we're staying in. Is I'm going to go walk up the hill, you know, go to the house. I'll bring this radio with me, and if I'll let you know when I'm coming back so I don't scare anything off when I'm coming back. So he leaves, and long story short, I look to my right, and there's like 25 hens that come out of nowhere. I have still no idea where they came from, and just start walking their way across this plot, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get the full draw without them seeing me. You know, cuz it's a shooting house that's shallow. So mm-hmm. I have to draw this way and swing all the way around. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm going to get away with it. But I do. And I get here and I'm like, they're dead. Like I, you know, I mean this, this is going to work. So <laughs> I pick one out, shoot it at about 25 yards, and I'm just like, can't believe it. You know, can't believe it works. I go and grab the bird and run up the hill and where we're the house we're staying in is what's called a, a dog trot house. Mm, you know, oh, it's yeah. open in the middle. Yep. He's coming up the middle like this, and I'm coming, you know, up the porch, and I just sort of lay that bird on the porch, and he's like, "What in the hell did you do?" <laughs> you know, just like couldn't believe it, and I was like, it was like I was gone for five minutes," you know. So that was that's my yeah, the, the and story.
2: started. The southern Tennessee decline of yep. turkey. yeah, <laughs> taking hens off the landscape. <laughs> there you go. There, go, there you go.
0: I know everybody's going to listen this and be like, I can't believe this guy,
2: hen killer. Yeah. Uh, I um, couldn't leave it. Now, that was low hanging fruit.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. Oh, I know. I deserve it. I guess. Uh, listen, I was so happy then. Y'all couldn't yeah. have ever. Y'all, y'all couldn't tell me anything. But
3: most poachers are. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> oh Easy over there. Uh, uh, I'm not going to go that far
0: says the guy that shoots deer off his porch. There's nothing illegal about it. Hey, no, you ought not. to
3: ask him where he shoots turkeys. Oh, yeah. Let's not go there.
0: <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, the other second question I was going to ask you kind of switch gears is the uh, – we talked about kind of the mentality, I guess, kind of embracing the fact that this is not easy, you know, just yeah. in general. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. It's just a hard animal to, you know, to, to put put down. Um three this is this is gear related i guess you don't have to be brand specific or anything yeah. like that but what gear if you, you know if someone's got a limited budget mm-hmm. i don't even know if i like turkey hunting yet but i got to spend a little money on gear to get into the sport what in your opinion is important to spend your money on what should people spend their money on and what should they like hey yeah. you know don't don't spend it over here it's not necessary
1: a a call that you can run and you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is box call pot call mouth call tube call doesn't matter call that you're comfortable with a shotgun and whatever camo you can afford that's it
0: that's it Mm -hmm.
1: that's it yeah if you want to figure out if you like turkey hunting do that you don't need Mm -hmm. to buy a vest you know you don't need you don't need any of that stuff stick the calls in your pocket if you got deer hunting camo wear it Mm -hmm. you can be all right yeah that's it man there's no there's no reason to to dive into that that black hole that I'm in, where it's just like, yeah. you know, I, every time I go to a turkey show or even just a, you know, I'm like, I need that turkey call. I don't, I don't need that turkey call. I don't need that new vest. I don't need, it, but, I, but I, but I, get it, right? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 sick. Like I'm, I'm actually sick. <laughs> you know, you, you, oh, we you you understand. Need, yeah, you need, you need a call that you're good with, a shotgun, and whatever camo you got. And if you're hunting public land, you're walking a lot. A good pair of boots would probably be, yeah, probably I mean. be pretty good. So yeah. Yeah. you a can cover some boots. Yeah. That's right. That's it. That's all you need. And, and That's I'll I tell need. you,
2: in my old age, I've gotten past to getting my feet wet. I run a lot in tennis shoes and just get wet feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just
1: and just move on. I I mean I I've, I've got these are my turkey on boots. I've been I've been walking so much this week that that I wanted to try something different. Get out of the dress shoes. Great idea. <laughs> but you know I I keep I bought these because they're so light. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. I, I bought them last turkey season. Love them, but tennis shoes whatever it is you know whatever you know i'm looking for comfort and really silence i guess Mm -hmm. but um yeah it 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 doesn't have to be complicated that's what i'm trying to say right Mm -hmm. um
0: so like i mean does somebody need to even bother with like a mouth call or is that way too like
1: hey that's way (laughs) too hard that's way too much um i mean you you there there's so there's like these little boxes the the people you know that that has like a little string on it that you pull mm-hmm. and it'll make like mm-hmm. the vocalizations of a hen turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it like you can kill a turkey with that thing. You know, so Almost so, foolproof. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you you don't need to to complicate things. Anything any call that you get like the yelp of a hen turkey, like the basic vocalization of a hen, you can do it on any of them. Mm-hmm. Any you know, if I have a terrible gag reflex, so I cannot operate a mouth call.
3: Oh man,
1: I gave up on it years ago. That's my staple. Oh man, I can't do it. I, I, and so I've just I've stopped trying. But you know, box call, pot call. I mean, you you could you'd could be brand new. Mm-hmm. What, what, like what, here, I'll give you a story. What really makes me mad is is every year I buy a new mouth call because this is the year, right? This is the year that <laughs> I'm going to get. It. Know, yeah, that I'm going to get it, and I'll just <laughs> as soon as I start. So I, I so my wife one day she's like, "Let me try this," and she puts this this mouth yelper in and just starts yelping on it. And I was so. Angry. Oh man! <laughs> that oh, I just man. had to walk away. Yeah. I, I couldn't even do it. I mean, it took her, just yup, 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 yup. and I'm like, you know what? Get out of my face. No, yeah. Get out of my house. Like I, I, I was talking to myself. Like you know, I just, like, just walk. That'd make off, you so. want to quit. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah.
2: I, I, I do enjoy riding around this time of year, though. You'll you'll inevitably get beside somebody and you'll see them. Do, like, oh, you know, you know, I know what know. that oh, guy's yeah. doing. <laughs> man, I, I
1: I bought I bought a new box called I bought it but I, I I had a new box call I was sitting in you know in traffic in central Ohio man I'm running this box call and this guy like honks his horn he's like hell oh, yeah man yeah <laughs> it's just like, right you know it's cool man that's the that's the family right that's it. A, yeah know, so.
0: well it's that's, that's cool too because I think that hunting in general for the most part um I think everybody would agree is a lot more fun when you get to share that with other people for sure but I think I think even turkey hunting is is kind of even a step up like mm-hmm. you, I guess because you're not, you're not necessarily having to sit super still all the time. You're yeah. you're kind of moving around. You're mobile. Maybe you've got a buddy with you that's kind of you know you're running together. Whatever. It just the camaraderie of that is a lot of fun. I, you know? I think yeah.
2: it's a and and look we to me a, a turkey is the hardest animal in the woods to kill that we're going to hunt in the southeast at least consistently
3: without question.
2: Um, but I think it's the most fun a young hunter or an inexperienced hunter can have because you're up running, moving, you're hearing, and, and you know you're you're essentially talking to the bird and trying to get him to come to you you know yeah. and and for them to experience that, and every now and then get to see one up close and possibly get a shot at one, but you know especially kids, and you know they may blow it by moving but you know that's fine but see those eyes get that big when Mm -hmm. that gobbler gets out there at 50 60 yards and just thunders and they're like yeah you know you can just feel it and so it's it's awesome it it was funny
3: because this past week i was watching videos on facebook and uh a turkey gobbled like right in somebody's camera and i turned it up and i was like savannah she's my little eight-year-old girl and i was like listen to this and she goes okay And I said, does that not get you fired up? (laughs) And she taps me on the shoulder. She goes, no, it does not. (laughs) I was like, like, how? How can that not get you fired up? Man, that's funny. funny. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean. The Southern U Podcast is brought to you by Tether. For the last five years and counting, Tether has pushed the boundaries of what mobile hunting looks like. Thanks to Tethered, gone are the days of having to haul heavy gear into the woods in order to hunt from elevation. Their lineup of tree saddles are lighter and safer than other methods. And saddles are not the only thing that Tethered has made better. Their complete lineup of sticks, packs, and other accessories have streamlined the process of getting to your desired hunting area and doing more of what we all love to do, hunt. So if you're ready to ditch the bulky, heavy, and loud hunting methods of the past, Check out Tethered's complete list of products and gear at tetherednation.com. That's T-E-T-H-R-D-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. It does. I've never had the opportunity to go out west and elk hunt, but they, you know, stories, stories. People that I know have talked about when a bull elk just lets loose and just screams yeah. a bugle, it just make the hair, you know, back your neck stand up like, oh my gosh. uh The closest thing I've got is hearing one just, you know, a turkey just hammer yeah. it about
2: 80 yards. Go, yeah. oh, oh yeah. my yeah, gosh. You know? and, and I've not been around all the, the subspecies. I, you know, I've killed Easterns and Rios and I hadn't killed Mariam or, or anything else yet. But We've got God's gift of turkey. Nothing thunders the, the, no, like an eastern. Nothing like nothing. an eastern. It's just I've killed Miriams, about it.
3: Rio's eastern. Yeah. and let me tell you, there's nothing like an eastern <laughs> gobble. Yeah. Nothing like it. Yeah.
1: No, abs- absolutely. There, there are a lot of the, I, the, the the Osceola is like it's like a hateful gobble, man. Like if if that makes if that makes any sense, it's it's I had I had one um, gobble about 15 feet from me last year and I, I had a, a a buddy of mine down in Southern Florida had never hunted turkeys and had, had heard this is his property, and had heard him like you know out in the woods, mm-hmm. but never like been close to him and I killed this thing, and he's the like, first thing he says, mean his eyes are this big he's like, "I didn't know, that's what they sounded like, <laughs> I, like I didn't either <laughs> like I, I, didn't, I mean he was that close uh-huh. it was it was
3: unbelievable man they that do was, sound it, different. Yeah. Depending on the range and the mm. wind and everything yeah. but facing a, you facing a, away a thunderous gobble up close man. and when a,
1: they're when they're ready to die and, that, and they're gobbling like that that's that's a different yeah, scene, man if they're just gobbling at in, in an hour of a you know, truck mm. door or whatever they're just you know just being a turkey but I see when they're hateful man it's 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 a beautiful sound so yeah for sure man i I mean i've heard them before like you said gobble at a thunderstorm yeah you know Mm -hmm. boom i love that man that's one of my favorite things man in southern ohio if it thunderstorms and i'm there during turkey season i will like i will be next to some hills man so Mm -hmm. i can just hear the thunder and it rolls up and there's right with it i love it man Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i love it
0: that is awesome um well, I guess uh we'll go here to this this uh, fourth question. Um, kind of going back towards the the con- conservation side mm-hmm. of it. Um, what do you feel like the average person needs to know or should know about NWTF? I feel like it, there may be some like some information that you could um maybe we scared share. those scared
1: those kids off. So. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. So that's all, that's all <laughs> take off running. So I think the I think the average so the 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 one thing that we talk about a lot on on, on my team is we, we, so we talk about the efficiency of this organization. So every dollar that's raised for the National Wild Turkey Federation, 88 cents goes back into the mission of the National Wild Turkey Federation, conservation of the wild turkey, preservation of our hunting heritage. The national average is like 60 cents. Mm-hmm. So we, we are very efficient with the use of our money. Um, every dollar that's raised, the national average is, is a five-to-one match. So every dollar comes in, $5 gets slapped onto it. So when we talk about, like, impact, dollars in the dirt – outreach programs for new hunters, buying, you know, helping state agencies buy public land to open mm-hmm. up, you know, for public access. That's an impact I don't think people realize that they have. Right. So if you if you are if you are, you know, one of the the, the really die-hard wild turkey support, national wild turkey supporters that are downstairs right now, you know, you see all of the videos, you see, mm-hmm. you, know, you hear people talk about it. But if you're just like an average, you know, annual member, you may not know how important you know your membership is, and and the money that that exactly. you that you raise at a banquet. So, you know that that impact is is tremendous, even like on an individual small scale. Mm-hmm. You know, I I had a guy that 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 made a table for the for an auction last year, and he he was really upset because it only raised three thousand dollars. a beautiful table. I mean, it's, this guy's name is Nate Young. Unbelievable table. He was upset because it only raised three. And I told him about the match. I'm like, this it's like fifteen grand, man. And and so. And he was proud of that, you know, yeah, and, and I sure. don't think people realize, you know, the impact that 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 they have um, just by attending the dinner or, or, or being a member. OK, so.
2: well, we, we saw that working for the state, yep. you know, every year we were able to uh, in our side of the, the work, especially in the technical assistance. We would draw up a proposal and send to you guys for the Superfund yeah, project. Yep, yep. Yeah, and
1: mine
3: got funded every year.
1: Yeah, there you go. I, and so the this, the this Superfund for for people that are listening is if you go to a dinner, um, the money that's raised there, a portion of it is sent back to the to the national, and then a portion of it stays with the state, and then a portion of it stays with the banquets. And then so the the, the state chapter presidents, which are volunteer led, uh, they can they can approve super fun request. so it's either mm-hmm. from agencies it could be from county uh it could just be for outreach equipment but i mean you know, we'll, we'll we'll help fund equipment mm-hmm. you know like we we helped bought, purchase a sprayer mm-hmm. you know just recently in tennessee you Wait. know they're, they're 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 spraying cutovers you know yep. they're increasing mm-hmm. nesting habitat you know, fire equipment management equipment i mean it, it's it's endless the mm-hmm. you know the the resources and tools that our agency partners need to accomplish you know what we're here absolutely. for yeah. and and that's where the you know those super fund dollars that are that, i mean it starts i I talk about this all the time I go to tons of banquets and I always talk about impact and that impact starts at those banquets and it starts with you and and that's mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that
3: right no.
0: yeah i mean i I would not have known that i mean yeah. that's a crazy match yeah. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can really do some damage there I'm not absolutely it, you know? <laughs> yeah for sure um and i guess like maybe if you could talk about um, like perks of being a member, I guess. I mean, yeah. obviously, you're you're we're trying to uh, ensure the the future generations of yeah. turkey hunting and, like you said, per, you know, preserving our rights to hunt them, that kind of stuff too. But I guess if someone joins, that comes with what? What exactly? do they
1: get? Yeah, we get that. We get that question a lot. If I if I do this, what what do I get? So, it's thirty five dollars a year to be a member of the of the National Wild Turkey Federation. So when you do that, when you sign up, you get a twenty-five dollar Bass Pro gift card. Mm-hmm. Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Cabellos, they have been really good at this organization and good turkey hunters mm-hmm. across this country for decades. So you get that. Uh, you get you get six magazines uh, issues, Turkey Call All Ag- or turkey Call, turkey Call, All access to the podcast. Shameless plug. I also do that one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, turkey, check that one out. Turkey Call the magazine unbelievable mm-hmm. it's the best turkey publication i've ever seen it's it's absolutely beautiful um so you, so you get access to that uh which is pretty neat we, we run like membership drives so there'll be different things it might be 50 bucks 50 bucks you get the membership get the magazine everything i just talked about and then you get like a really cool like a uh, big frig tumbler or something mm-hmm. like that or there's yeah, there's coolers or or something like that so so there's there's different things that 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 people get um big picture what do we get like collectively what do we get uh, you know, people think that, like I'm just an annual member, right? At Thirty-five. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. But when when we talk about, like, once again, we talk about impact, if I say, hey, we have 250,000 members, or I say, hey, we have a million members, mm-hmm. what has more force behind it? It's a million. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. absolutely. So people think that, you know, they go to a banquet, boom, you're a member, they go to the sports show, you're a member, and they're like, yeah, I don't really. I, and it's 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 this is a staggering statistic. It's it's less than ten percent of turkey hunters in this country are members of the National Really? Mm-hmm. Less than ten yeah. percent. Think about that. Wow. Thirty-five dollars a year, man. And mm-hmm. so, like, and, I get, and and you know, I don't, you know, people. A lot of people get, might, might have hard feelings or whatever. I, I hated my banquet that I went through. Whatever it is, right? And they don't mm-hmm. want to join, but the impact is greater than right. just you know what's in front of you. You mm-hmm. know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, so, I. Have like ministry background where I was working at a church, and so we used to bring similar things up and say, like you said, "Hey, only ten percent of of turkey hunters in the United States are members." What if, I mean, what if you what if that number was fifty percent? Like, mm-hmm. what what I mean? Do you have any idea what kind of impact or what things could be done if? The Southern new podcast is brought to you by Darton Archery. For over seventy years. Darton Archery has been leading the way in archery innovation. With over 30 patents spanning over 60 years, it's easy to see why many archers and bow hunters have chosen to shoot a dart. Darton's patented dual sync cam system gives the archer 1 quarter inch draw length adjustments, adjustable holding weight options ranging from 85% to 65%, and the super easy to tune E system for quick adjustments and perfect arrow flying. For more information or to find an authorized Darton dealer, visit dartonarchery.com. That's D A R T O N A R C H E R Y.com. That number I, was, you know. I
1: mean it's 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 amazing what we get done now, you know with, it would with, be with staggering. Just, yeah. And I, and I and I really do. And I and I think that, you know, the you know, once people we have this saying, you know, for the employees, you, you come for the people, you stay for the mission right and i think once people start to see you know what this organization does and they look at it with open mind open heart right and they understand like the impacts that we have collectively mm-hmm. and then i think they just they just come back and 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 then it becomes personal mm-hmm. right and if you're if something's personal you want to protect it The more people are there like the better you feel about it the more support you're going to offer that's with anything it's not just mm-hmm. turkeys it's anything in life and so I, I think that I think that it's it it would be unbelievable with fifty percent. I I, I mm-hmm. can't even answer that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I mean, it would be it would be staggering the impact that would that would happen. And and you know that when we talk about like you know, we just we're we just finished up our fiftieth year. This, this organization started right. nineteen seventy So in our fifty first year, you know, we talk about like generational impact. You know, that's the stuff that that keeps you mm-hmm. another fifty years, and, mm-hmm. and you keep evolving and keep getting better. So. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, man. I, I but I, nothing bad would happen. Like yeah, you sure,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, I guess, kind of the flip side of that is, what do you, in your opinion, what would you say prevents people, or what do you think the kind of the barrier is for people that don't join? I mean, that's. I mean, I, I guess to me, that's that's pretty amazing. I yeah. mean that. Only ten percent of
2: all turkey hunters are. I Me mean, too. You know what I mean? That's. I would have thought it would have been quite a bit higher. Me too. I mean, I'm so we,
1: we base that. So that's based off of like turkey licenses sold for mm-hmm. across the sure. state. Yeah. So I mean, think how many like people that just hunt deer. You know, that are that are just diehard deer fans, deer hunting fans, and they only hunt turkeys. Because it's just something to do, it gets them out in the woods. They might only go like once or twice, mm-hmm. you know. So I think, I think for you know, that's probably a lot of it. Where people, it's just not their thing, mm-hmm. you know. I can't imagine um, laugh like that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't either, man. Um, so I would, I would imagine that's probably some of it. And I think some of it's just people just you know, they just don't know about it, you know. And and um, you know, people, some people just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not that. It just human nature like we only care about things like if it's right in front of us you know Mm -hmm. and and if it's not right in front of you if someone doesn't say hey check out this organization you're turkey on and check out this organization Mm -hmm. you know and and ask them to be a member hey do you want to be a member here's why you should be yeah then they're not they're not gonna you know and and, and there's nothing wrong with that i'm not picking on anybody Mm -hmm. that's just human nature right Mm -hmm. if no one if no one asks you to do something Mm -hmm. most of the time we're not going to do it for you
2: well and and one thing that you know (laughs) you mentioned the deer hunters and, and all that but the projects that NWTF do and accomplish impact every hunter in this country. That's everything. Period.
1: Every every animal. And you guys, biologists, you've heard the term keystone species, yep, right? Yep. Not a biologist. I just regurgitate what I hear from people like you guys. Keystone species. The work that we do through our agency partners and through private landowners benefits songbirds, freaking rabbits, yep. <laughs> deer, <laughs> yeah. tur- everything, everything, man. All kind I mean, of non We have species. a we have a we have an initiative, the waterways for wildlife. It's in the west. It's it's riparian work mm-hmm. on streams, you know, in, in the Rocky Mountains, because that's like, important work out there. That's important. Yeah, work. Is. Water is a very yeah. limited resource. We've got we've got a 20 million dollar forestry service agreement with with the U.S. Forest Service on the West to help tackle wildlife crisis, mm-hmm. to help with timber management, to, to help with wildfire. And I mean, that's like changing human lives. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the and, and, and the wildlife at that point is like second. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but they also benefit tremendously. So I don't know, man, it's there's there's so much that goes into this um and, and people just don't know about it. I think that yeah. could be a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So I mean it, off a little tangent there. No,
0: I mean yeah, I, I like. think that yeah, at the end of the day it's I mean, like what these guys talk about a lot is yeah. like it's habitat management at the it at is. Time, when you you know, really and strip everything down. down, yeah. And yep. uh that does have the capacity to impact everything. Doubt a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. That's why uh, all hunters
2: should be a member.
0: You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I I try to. I'm I'm a you know member of NDA and and Ducks Unlimited and, mm-hmm. and um you know I try to support the organizations you know, for the critters that I love you know mm-hmm. and and um you know not not everyone can do that you know but but if if you can you do do one a year you know rotate right. them whatever it may be yeah
0: so I mean I did, I feel like I have a little bit more faith in humans i guess (laughs) and and, you know humanity but like if people knew that they could make that kind of impact if they knew that those dollars really start to add up then i i mean i'm just speaking for you know my take but i think more people would probably do it you know that's Mm -hmm. pretty impact i mean i had no idea that's that's you know pretty crazy that
2: in everyday life most people can afford a one-time fee of $35. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Most. I'm not yeah. saying everybody can Yep. But, but it's a, for what is gained, it's a small price to pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah I mean, it's not directly related, but like I, I have a, a three-year-old who's autistic. And until that was just kind of in our lap, you know what I mean? We were having to deal with what life looks like to, you know, for a, a child with autism, you know, uh. We didn't know anything about it really yeah. and didn't, mm-hmm. and, and really didn't. I don't want to say we didn't care, but it's just like out of sight, out of mind mm-hmm. type thing. And so I think bringing a, just awareness is like a weird term to use, but you know, yeah. uh, to that subject now, I feel like we've kind of been educated on that and we kind of yeah. have a better graph. You know, yeah, one
1: right in front of you, and then yeah. it's right in front of you, and then all of a sudden it's like the most important right. thing in your life, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I've, you know, it's kind of the same thing, you just don't know what you don't know, that's mm-hmm. right, absolutely. So um, that's cool. Well, I guess in this very kind of last one here, we can, this could be answered, I guess, really directly, or we could kind of pass it around and talk about it a lot. But um, what role can we play to ensure healthy turkey populations? And I mean, obviously, I think you'd probably say be a member, <laughs> but I mean, beyond that, um, what can what can the average person do, the average turkey hunter do to ensure that you know their healthy turkey populations in the United States. To- listen,
1: listen to the science. Give your agency partners, your 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 natural resources, your Department of Wildlife, give them a little grace. <laughs> let them <That's> so hard, <laughs> is <isn't> it? <laughs> that- yeah, let them. You know, it's it's. I didn't realize that, like, as wildlife managers, and I'm talking about like state level personnel, right? Mm-hmm. That managing human emotion and ego honestly probably is like their number one job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was fascinating to me and so i go to all of these meetings and i hear all of these things and i'm like man these guys are getting beat up about this like this is crazy and, mm-hmm. and, and this is all science-based you know so i i think that like the number one thing that we can do is understand that that you know is there a decline yes um are there a lot of really intelligent laser focused people across multiple organizations and multiple agencies locked in on this absolutely and there are some really like the the eyes of the turkey world are on the decline right across across researchers across Mm -hmm. academia across the state agencies the nwtf all these organizations right I mean, people are locked in yeah and
2: good the the distrust in government is Mm -hmm. running so deep now that it's bleeding in to to that type situation and and you know i hate to see it but we saw it firsthand absolutely uh, i mean you can you can lay the science you can lay the data down that he and i as field biologists took ourselves and they believe that you've fixed that data to Mm -hmm. fit you've manipulated it in some way to 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 fit the circumstance right
1: i'll give you i'll give you your instagram clip right that people are going to get upset about (laughs) i think it's i think a lot like look at the state of alabama it is, it is like the epicenter of the turkey population decline, right? Mm. How many turkeys can you kill in Alabama still? You kill four. Four. Four, mm-hmm. yeah. That's crazy. Think about that. Four turkeys, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the percentage is of, like, multiple harvests. I know in Ohio, like, when we dropped our turkeys from two to one, it was 12% of the licensed hunters bought a second tag and harvested a second bird. Mm. Before turkeys, man, you're talking about like turkey decline. It's like, at what point is it a bag limit issue, right? And so I think that, and, and I don't, and, and I, this is speculation on my part that for bag limit, those those agency folks are probably getting hammered by people mm-hmm. about not dropping the don't take opportunity, right? Because it's 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 limited time to hunt for a lot of people. Well, you're and that, older, the thing so. is that
0: was dropped. Yeah, yeah it was that died. was dropped from
1: five. That's yes. right. Yeah, think it was think right. about it that. Used five used to be six or seven. It used to be it's six. Insane. Yeah, six. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me. I'm not a biologist. I'm. Not, I do not live in Alabama. I love hunting down there, right? But when I hear that, it's just like, you know, how like angry people are, rightfully so, about the population declines. Okay, what are we going to do at a state level? You know, and, and I I think that we need to, as, as hunters, we really need to support and trust the science. And, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard people talk about like the, the correlation between like COVID distrust and then like <laughs> CWD oh, and, yeah. and all oh, of yeah. the issues. It's, like that's a real thing. It is. Like mm-hmm. it or not, that's yep. a real thing. That's human nature, man. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that those those professionals have a really hard job. Um, and I and I think that you know we need to we need to be sympathetic to that when and but still like demand excellence. Mm-hmm. You can do all of that. And and I think that. Part of that comes back it comes down to like just, just being respectful of people and having and, and having good discourse. Well and, them, and so. we
3: tried to communicate that to the public when we worked for the state where yeah. you know there was so much complaining and griping and I do understand it because I'm a turkey hunter too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And you know, when they were asked why is a state agency doing this, why is a state agency doing that? Well, you know, we can't as a state agency – or I say we, a state agency cannot mandate better habitat management to the public yeah. mm-hmm. but what they can do is influence bag limits and seasons only that's the only thing yeah, they can, the thing they that's can, can regulate yeah. that's it yeah i mean think like take my home state of ohio
1: our public land is less than five percent of our land mass five percent so when we talk about landscape level impact we're working on Five percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if that has Turkey? let's just say it's it's three percent. So we three percent land mass that the state, and then okay, well we, we've got sixty people to do the <laughs> to do the work, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so it's a it's a challenge. It's a challenge at at, at all levels, and and, and you're like, you know, like to, to kind of piggyback off of your point, like the 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 importance and the role of private landowners is tremendous. Mm-hmm. It is tremendous. That's a greater responsibility than any state. Mm-hmm. That's right. It is, and it, and it's in and, and and that's an it's an honor to be in that position, you know, for for landowners, mm-hmm. and and to and to take it seriously, you know. And and you guys, you know, you, I, I hear this all the time. I used to be. It's not like it was 30 years ago, and then, and then you start listening to you know the foresters and biologists are talking about well, what do you what have you ah, I've done anything I've touched it and they're like mm-hmm.
3: oh there you <laughs> go oh okay <laughs> right. yeah
1: let's 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 talk about that you know and it's just you know so there's all of these things that you know as humans we can do to influence it but the the, the private landowner impact is is that is like so understated mm-hmm. I you know people people don't even know and then you got public land schmucks like me they're just like I want more turkeys <laughs> you know, yeah and so it's but. well
2: and I think. You know, from the Alabama, just strictly on Alabama perspective, a lot of the hate that that our state got was they've been real slow to come around to to managing deer in zones, Mm -hmm. and and we're even slower to manage turkeys in zones. Uh, I mean, we obviously have turkeys gobbling much earlier in South Alabama than we do in North Alabama, and and they know that, and they're they're making some changes, but there's some areas that you know that we my family owns property in that is seeing a sharp increase in turkey numbers Mm -hmm. where other areas are seeing a very sharp decrease and and we you know we we try to you know get that through and it's 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 a slow process but i think i think they're working on it but uh you know, yep. managing a state is tough.
1: It is tough. That's such a it's such a hard job, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for the folks that do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: well, I mean, I know Matt has even said it before. Like, you know, well, why did you do this or that? Why didn't you do this? You know, and it's like, well, you can only make regulations for things that you can actually enforce. Yeah, That's right. right. If you can't enforce it, then like what are we doing? You know, and right. that even goes for like I think on that episode we were talking about zones, like the deer mm-hmm. zone. If there's yeah nine, how many zones are in Alabama? I don't even know now. Six now? Six now, is it? Yeah. Do we have an
2: F? I think I think so. Well we it, may. It,
0: you know, it's like But anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, why didn't why'd you make this boundary here and not
2: there? And it's like, well,
0: how are you going to enforce that boundary? There's nothing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, we're talking
2: turkeys here, but right up to what was it three, four, four years ago? There were only two zones, and six or seven years ago, we managed the entire state exactly the same way, Mm -hmm. from the Cumberland Plateau to the Coastal Plain, Mm. and
1: it's totally different yeah absolutely different environments but we've
2: finally gotten out of that and and that's coming for the turkey too because it's totally different the landscape
3: is what i feel like is the biggest difference and you have you have such a higher population in certain parts of the state of alabama they Mm -hmm. cannot continue to have the same length of days and opportunity and bag limits in certain parts of the state just because of human habitation yeah Mm -hmm. um and you know when you start talking about changing seasons and bag limits and and when you do a shotgun approach or a blanket change across an entire state, no that's likely not the best management tool or, or yeah. management decision, but something you know something has to be done yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's you know it's it's
1: for 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 the modern turkey hunter it is it is I don't want to say it's unique because we've gone through this before you know with with people that are still alive and still hunting turkeys mm-hmm. they've been through the restoration and you know when there were no turkeys but it's 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 the first time in, in decades that we've had to struggle with populations yeah and you know i i think that that people need to take a deep breath and just and and um you know focus on like long term right mm-hmm. and 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 it's and just know that it's not going to be you know, you've got two turkeys gobbling and then the next year you're gonna have sixty. Like that's just not right, gonna it's right, not right. gonna happen. Not and works. be happy with that. You mm-hmm. know, and, and, and be happy with the fact that it's like, you know, it's just good long term management practices and there's a there's there's more wild turkey research. I, I did I've done some interviews with Michael Chamberlain and and he said in, in his forty years as a researcher, there's more wild turkey research being done in the last two years. Than there ever has mm-hmm. Really And there are yeah. more people And so when I did the it, it when, I, when I did an interview with him And Brett Collier down in, in the University of Georgia I did like the, the Google research You can see mm-hmm. how many people have, have Like Googled a certain term and so you look, like, you, you can see wild turkey research. And it's, it's funny because it's, like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then, you know, like, 2011, a little bump, you know, And then it just, like, slowly started because people care, right, because they're starting mm-hmm. to lose that opportunity. So, you know, there's, there's a – that's a positive, I think. Yeah. You know, more people are talking about it and, and, and more people care. So.
2: We, we had it good for so long that when things started going bad – by it's gosh! Panic button. It, yeah, well, it was, and it was I, five alarm. By yeah. gosh! Yeah. I,
3: I, some people disagree, Well, a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I think a lot of the the decline that we've seen in turkey numbers is the increase in turkey hunters. Because you, you I remember growing up,
2: didn't have any. Didn't
3: have You didn't have any competition when you were mm. in the turkey woods in the spring. You were the only one out there. You no. might you might hear or come across another turkey hunter. You know, every now and then. A couple of years ago, I've got several properties to hunt in, in a couple of different counties. Ah,
2: oh, shut up! <laughs> Must be I did nice. not go.
3: <laughs> I did not go hunting one single morning the entire season where I was the only person calling to a bird on private land. Wow! Man, that's that's crazy. That would that would like. I'd freak out. I'm not gonna lie;
1: like I'd, I'd lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, <laughs> fact, I, I, that, I do. Look, that I do. happened to me because you can't walk so
2: far. You only walk so far. Yeah, we, you know? we've talked about it from a deer perspective too, but I think a lot of times now, the less pressured animals are on public land.
3: Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm convinced yeah. that there's less pressure on public yeah. land. A lot of public land now yeah. than there is in private in holdings, just because it's so broken up. Yeah. so many people hunting it.
0: The Southern U Podcast is brought to you by Vitalized Seed. What sets Vitalized Seed mixes apart from other companies is their ability to keep producing throughout multiple periods of the year. The symbiotic relationships between the different varieties support soil health while being extremely attractive to a variety of wildlife and important pollinators. If you're looking for a product that is going to benefit all of your wildlife and help you put deer and turkey in the freezer, ask your local seed dealer for Vitalize Seed. For more information, visit vitalizeseed.com. That's v-i-t-a-l-i-z-e-s-e-e-d.com.
1: I got. I have. I have permission to deer hunt on a, a really nice piece of property in Ohio, and um, I killed a really nice buck this year during the rut. And, and that morning, I, I'm I'm in my stand at like five in the morning. And there's five properties along this ridge. And I'm hunting like a little bottom and and it's you know, it's a cornfield and a little bit of ag here and a little little creek bottom, but the ridge and so I can see one, two, three, four lights. (laughs) Yeah, like just people walking down the ridge from their house, getting into their tree stand. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, this sucks and 745. I had you know a big old buck on the ground. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. see this guy in his tree and I see him climb climb out, yeah. he's just salty about it. But, I mean, it, it is, it's a tremendous amount of bu- and it just adds a layer, right? Yeah, it just it adds a layer of, of of just hunting skill and experience. And, um, you know, I've, I've I love the saying, you know, like with like public landing, you're either gonna kill a turkey with your feet or your seat, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. so public land it's gonna be a little bit of both uh-huh. you know, private land you might have to just sit sit there and and, and wait them out mm-hmm. so that's
0: true that's cool man well as far as questions go that's about all I've got okay uh, I don't know if you guys want to add anything to that or you guys or anybody has any other questions for paul but um I dig it man awesome <laughs> so Good. um but yeah man and i really appreciate you taking the time thank you and uh hanging out with us because and by the way great show too man i mean this is it Mm -hmm. seems like everything is a well-oiled machine around here and you know
2: (laughs) this has been the best first day that i have seen in years
1: yeah the 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 convention team that we have that 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 organizes all this the corporate team that we have they're they're unbelievable Mm. it's a it's an elite elite group of people that that make this happen and it's it's neat to watch the you know the animal move Mm -hmm. you know when this thing gets in and it's a ton of people put a ton of work into this you know it's it's our super bowl you know we're proud to do it and happy to do it and it's it's neat to see it to see it go off it's not without its problems Mm -hmm. that's for sure (laughs) um speaking of
2: it being y'all super bowl so so what's in store for you after after convention yeah just sit back and chill.
1: Man, so I no, no Scouting I, turkeys. Yeah, for sure, doing some of that. Um, we had like sixty degree weather last week in Ohio. I'm oh like, man, man. There's, there's a turkey goblin somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like I gotta get out there, you know. So, um, but you know, it's it's funny. My my wife and daughters they, they they come down every every week during convention on Friday, and you know I fly down and then and then we we ride back together, and I sleep from the moment I hit the seat in the parking lot until i get home and you know I, I this is this is the week to to make an impact for me yeah. you know personally and professionally with our members and i mean i put every ounce of energy i have into it and i collapse and the next you know next week it's all follow-up you know it's, it's mm. reaching out and thanking the people the way that they need to be thanked and yeah. Yeah. and just rolling in and so it's it's 100 mile an hour from from the moment i step foot in here until my last turkey hunt of the year yeah, you know, trying to just personally and professionally. This is mm-hmm. my time, man. I love it, man. This, this is it. I yeah. feed off the energy, and and I I can't complain. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. People
2: that aren't diehard turkey hunters don't. They just don't understand. <laughs> no. The, 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 no, I mean, even the health impacts. <laughs> yeah, that that people incur over a turkey.
3: Yeah, I lose. I lose several pounds every spot. Oh,
1: absolutely. And you man. don't have much little. I, I mean, I yeah. I go
3: from looking puny to downright right, little. Just little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, <laughs> I you know, my eyes
1: are sunk in by the time you yeah, the end of the end of the year cuz I hunt multiple states, man. I'm very fortunate to do that and running on and, uh, just a couple
2: hours sleep and that. <laughs> <yeah>. Coffee, oh, <laughs> abso- yeah. absolutely, man.
1: I so I I have a Tahoe. I got this like this little system. You I know, mean, I got these magnetic screens. I put on the you know, so I can roll my windows down. I got a cot that I sleep in, eating out of a can. I mean, it's just like it is. Mm-hmm. It is Spartan, man, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and it just beats <laughs> you down. But you know, it, it, at the end of the at the end of the season, it's just like oh, I hate mm-hmm. life. Life sucks. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just my kids and my wife are like, "You're home." Yeah. <laughs>
2: so that's funny.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it, how it
0: works the same way with with you guys and turkeys but usually when deer season ends it's almost relief it's like oh thank you like now i don't have to be presented with the opportunity <laughs>
1: to go run to the woods like
0: now i can't go if i even if yeah. i wanted to like well, so it's
1: <laughs> definitely not like that for me man i um it's different yeah, it's, it's,
2: it is it is it depends it is on what different. kind of year so i've say, had yeah there's sometimes be like man i'm glad i'm i'm through getting my butt kicked yeah and then there's years to be like – See, oh. that was
3: last year for me. I did not – this last year was the first year I did not kill a bird in Alabama since I've been turkey hunting. Really? Yeah. And and I, and I it was not from lack of opportunity. I called in 11 turkeys. Yeah, I'm 0 I, for 3 in Alabama. Really? Yeah. Well, don't come with us. Well, <laughs> no, I know. I called in birds nearly every time I went.
1: I love I just, it. I love it down there. It's a beautiful state, man. I, you know, coming from Ohio, like, I have this, like, perception of, of Alabama – before I'd been there, right? And, and yeah. I bet I like, know what it is. It's like it's like sand and flat, right? Like that's no, my perception. No, and then I get to you know like like North Central Alabama. I'm like, oh, some big hills. Like mm. my goodness, you yeah. know, on the National Forest. I'm like, holy cow! Like I felt like the most intense like thermal. That I've ever felt. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is crazy, and I see this huge, like, 2,800 <laughs> foot peak. I'm like, oh, this is awesome, man. So yeah. you're talking about longleaf pines, and 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 we'll we'll, we'll end on this. Yeah. Um First time I went hunting in Alabama, I I, I did a couple days. I entertained some folks, and 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 we had some landowners in Alabama real gracious to host an NWTF event. So I guided some guys from Colorado and almost made it happen, and and then the landowner had um, some some access or some some land. Um, about an hour away that he that he let me hunt, so I I go down there, man. And I am like, I'm ready. Like I've been I've been hunting, but not carrying a gun for three days, and I am frothed up at this oh. point. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even I can't even see oh, through, right? sure. Like I am freaking beside myself. Mom's gotta die. Oh yeah, yeah, man. So so we so I get out there and. I'm walking all over the place, and I and I finally realize like how hilly Alabama is, and, and I'm just all over, man. I'm loving it, and I strike up. It's, it was super windy that day, mm-hmm. which wind just like immediately I'm angry, just angry, oh, like I'm just yeah. a, everything, right? And so I finally get this turkey to strike up. It's about one in the afternoon, and I sit down, and 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 he just does what a turkey does, and you know gobbles and gets kind of close, and then like walks off, right? Mm-hmm. And so I do this big J hook and I get out in front and I'm on, like, I, I, I cross the road. And so this is this private property bordered state land. And so I'm probably 100 yards off. And I finally get this turkey to start working back in. And he's maybe 75 yards from me, like he's in full strut. And he's like this like little swampy area, you know, and he's, he's coming through. And i like, it's going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm dialed in. I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm enjoying the moment, just watching him do his thing. And, and, I, and I can hear a, a truck coming down the road. <laughs>
3: And, no like, this and, and so this, no is no like, it's this is like, it's like, oh, like, so
1: like it's, you know, the, the grass is like this tall. He's like, it's like a wide open. I'm like, this guy's going to screw my hunt up. And I, and <laughs> you can see this turkey in full strut from the road. And dude, his, his window goes down. I can hear his window go down. This turkey's still oh, in full strut. And then I see his arm go out with his, <laughs> his cell phone and he's taking a picture of this turkey. And that thing just drops his feathers, man, and turns around and runs off. Mm. And I'm so mad at this guy. <sighs> and then I'm like. I've been that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> where you've been hunting like public land all yeah. day and you don't see anything. And then you finally get to the private line. You're like, Darling! take a picture. Uh, of like. <laughs> so I was like, in, like instantly mad. And it's just like, okay, I've definitely done this before. So I'm sorry to anyone that I, and so, and so I, I'm like, at this point, I'm like beside myself, mm-hmm. man. And I'm like, I'm going to kill this Turkey. So I, I do another big old hook and get in front of him. Gobbles one time. And then he just, just disappears, man. Poof gone. Like they do. And, and so, I was just really upset, and then I'm and I'm just like looking around. I'm in this beautiful part of 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 the country that I've never been in. And I'm on this beautiful piece, and so and I and, and I'm just there's like those the, the little long leaf pines, and there's mm-hmm. this little creek that's running through. And and I just like you know I'm just gonna sit down because my my time I had to go home. You know, like yeah. my, my day was over and that was it. And so I, so I sit down. I set my shotgun down. And I'm just like, I'm thinking about like how grateful I, you know, I'm just trying to be, you know, have a little gratitude, right? How mm-hmm. grateful I am for my job and for all these people that are letting mm-hmm. me be here and that I, that I get to hunt in this country. Like I was loving it, right? And so I got my knees up and I'm just sitting there relaxing. I look over and there's one of those like longleaf pines and there's a snake that's about eight foot long <laughs> on this. I mean, it's from me. It's from me to this, this camera, if you can see this, right? Yeah. And I'm from Ohio. We don't have snakes like that. And I'm like, oh, shit, that is a snake. <laughs> that is a big snake. And so I just, oh, God, man, what do I, and I I didn't want it to do, so my shotgun was in between me and the snake, right? You guys see me, I'm a big dude, my legs are up, and so I get the courage, I like, I reach over, I'm thinking, like, the entire time, I'm going to die, right? Like, this is it, I'm going to die. And this snake is just looking at me, I don't even know what kind of snake it is, right? And so I grab my shotgun, I got my hands on it, I'm just looking at this thing, man, I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. And I spring up like a gazelle. And I'm about 6'3", 280 pounds for your listeners. And I spring up as graceful as you could possibly, like one motion, gone. And I am running as fast as I can through this, through this little field, right, this little clearing. <laughs> run, through the, run through the water. And as I'm running through the water, I step on a stick. And this <laughs> stick jumps up. <laughs> and it hits me right the leg.
3: Woo! <laughs>
1: And I like I have a heart attack and I I'm just like I'm shaking. Shaking with fear. It got him it got me. <laughs> And I'm standing there, and out loud I had to tell. There's no one around. Out loud I had to say these words. I said, "You're gonna be all right, big fella. You're not gonna die today." The truck is 80 yards from where you're at. Just start walking. You're gonna be, you're gonna be okay. Oh, okay. And that was my, that was my snake in Alabama story. That I can't was imagine it, why so. you don't want to go back to oh, Alabama. There that's you. it, man. Oh, that's all I got. Oh, jeez, oh. man.
0: That's oh, good. Well, I guess that's a um, good one to end on because I don't think we're going to top we're not that. Gonna <laughs> top <man>. well, <laughs> I think gonna we're going to be all right, at. big guy. <laughs> <That's
1: it. laughs> I was talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like It's just, you're going to be all right. Oh, Buddy. gosh. Paul, oh,
0: oh, thanks so much, man. No, my we, pleasure,
1: guys. Thanks thanks for having me on. We yeah.
0: appreciate it. And
1: uh, by the way, you guys, check yeah.
0: out the Turkey Season Podcast. It's yeah. good, man. I, uh, I got a
1: series right now about a, a good old Alabama boy, Ben Ben Rogers Lee. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Doing a four-part Four-part series with him, I've interviewed friends of his that lived with him, or, you know, or childhood friends that worked with him, filmed with him, his son, mm-hmm. Ben Lee Jr. So, this is uh, a deep dive into who he was as a man, as a turkey hunter, and, and, and his impact. We've talked a lot about impact tonight, and his impact mm-hmm. on what's going on like right now in, in modern turkey hunting and, and how he you know, influential he was. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Influence. wonderful, wonderful guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah you guys check it out, and and that really should be said for everybody that's on the network. I'm not just saying this, but if you haven't checked out the entire lineup on the OKS, okay, like there is some really cool stuff happening there. Uh, it it uh, really is, man. It's I cool mean, to be a part of. Yeah, mm-hmm. like OKS okay, Trapper, by the way, Zach. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty awesome stuff there. His yeah. story's wild. Uh, wrote the book Turning Feral. Uh, just kept basically if you're
2: got, a trapper yeah you're yeah. wild anyway yeah that's yes. right that's yeah. right
0: yes. uh so the onset uh, okay it's Fisher mm-hmm. there's all kind of stuff going yeah. on there and it just is cool go check
1: them out yeah absolutely gentlemen thanks for having me man yep. i uh, good luck with the podcast and everything you guys do man i'm Appreciate I do whatever it. i can do to help you guys yeah absolutely I enjoyed it
0: well guys that'll wrap it up we will see you on the next one thanks so much please follow us uh on all our social platforms subscribe on youtube all that good stuff We've got some, uh, obviously, uh, we're still waiting on a bow. Uh, It may or may not be here by now, but uh, we'll be giving away a Darton Sequel 33. Um, So as soon as that happens, we get it here. We'll let you know how you can win it. So thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Out.